sorry. Anyway, we are in this series called Contagious, where we're talking about different ways that people can, in a way that is authentic to themselves, share their faith. And uh, so we've already talked about the intellectual approach, the Apostle Paul, who, uh, who was able to speak to the scholars and give them evidence uh, suggesting that there is a God that they didn't know. He preached to them about the unknown God. And we talked about the fact that even though you can't prove Christianity by a scientific formula, there are evidences that point to the reality of the birth, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. Amen? And so we talked about there's certain people that are wired to share their faith that way. And then we talked last week about the testimonial approach. And we talked about the man who had been born blind, who when they came and asked him who this Jesus was, he says, you know, I I haven't been to seminary, but I do want to know one thing. I know that once I was blind, but now I see. And we talked about how people can share your testimony. And that's that's another way that we can share our faith. But today, I'm going to share another way that we can share our faith that I think almost everybody should be able to do. The, the, the main scripture that we're using as our theme, by the way, if you're a guest with us today or even if you're a regular in our worship guides, there's a place where you can follow along and take notes and fill in the blanks. And then afterwards, uh, there are three ring binders outside that you can put those note pages in, bring them back week after week and just continue to have a record of, uh, of what uh, you're learning uh, during these times together. So the scripture, 1 Peter 3, 18 says, But in our hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. And then I love this part, but do it with gentleness and respect. And one of the things that I always had against evangelists is I always pictured evangelists as kind of in your face and uh, sort of sort of rude and... Uh, uh, sort of, uh, they didn't really care about who you were. They were just cared about the message. But, but the scripture says, whenever we share our faith, we need to do it with respect and gentleness with the people that we're sharing it. Amen? Amen. By the way, I like to preach as a conversation, so you're welcome to talk back with me and amen. And in fact, I preach shorter when people do that. When people do that, I actually preach shorter. And so if you, amen. See, I knew I could get some amens out of you. All right. <clears throat> So today I want to share with you a way that I think, um, you know, maybe, maybe some of you said, man, I'm not sure about that intellectual approach, if that's my, my jam. I, I think most of us can share our testimony. Uh, but I think, that, I think that everyone can do the next, the next um, way of evangelizing. In fact, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to ask you to memorize something. It's a three-word phrase that uh, this is a, a great way to evangelize. And the three words is very hard to remember, but we're going to help you. And here it is. Check it out. Okay, check it out. Just, just turn to your neighbor and say, check it out. Check it out. See, that, see that's, that's, actually, that's actually a very legitimate way of sharing your faith. You don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to, you don't have to know all the ins and outs. Uh, but there are some people that are just especially good at inviting inviting just just letting people know I, I like what one somebody said about sharing our faith they said i'm just one beggar telling another beggar where i found bread check it out check out where i found where i found bread and so we're going to talk about 
that particular way to do it. And we're going to talk about it in the context of a story called The Great Banquet from Luke chapter 14, verses 15 through 23. The way I'm going to preach this message is I'll be sharing part of the scripture and then we'll be talking about it and we'll get through this story. When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed, I can just hear him, I can see him raising a chalice. Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. And I almost hear him saying, hear, hear. Proposing a toast. Jesus replied, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. And at the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come for everything is now ready. Now, now as, as we begin this story, you notice that we're kind of in the middle of a story where this guy raises his glass and says, blessed is, is the one who is at the great feast in the kingdom of God. So to give you a little context of what's going on here, Jesus is at a party, and he's at a party, I imagine it in a gated community. He's in the home of one of the most prominent, the scripture says, Pharisees. He's in a real hoity-toity uh, kind of gathering. And so all of these sophisticated people are in the nicest neighborhood in the gated community in Jerusalem. And uh, there is a harp playing in the background and glasses are tinkling and Jesus is eating hors d'oeuvres with people before the main course. And the scripture says that there was a guy at the party that had a condition in his abdomen where it was distended. And so as I picture the, the, the setting, it, it's, it, it might have been kind of like embarrassing to the Pharisees that there's this guy that doesn't kind of look cool. And Jesus, you know, he's eating celery and dipping it in ranch dressing and uh, he's talking to the fellow uh, sophisticated Pharisees there, and he's munching on his celery, and he says, you know, do you guys think that it's lawful to heal somebody on the Sabbath? And then the scripture says Jesus was being closely watched. He's being closely watched, and Jesus, he's, he's eating celery. Do you guys think that it's lawful to... Uh, it doesn't say he's eating celery. You've got to imagine that part. But, he, you know, he, he's... He's, he's, he's there, and uh, do you guys think it's... And no one would say anything. And so Jesus just saw the man with a distended stomach and said, be healed in the name of me. No, he didn't say that, but he just, he just said, be healed, or whatever he did. He healed him. He heals the guy. And, 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 and he, you know, the Pharisees must have been muttering because Jesus picks up another piece of celery and he starts munching on it. And he says, you know... He goes, hey, if one of your kids fell in the well on the Sabbath, would you help him out? I'm just saying. And, and, and then, you know, the, the, the dinner party's getting closer and closer to, to actual dinner time. And Jesus noticed that people were kind of like playing these little games to see who could sit in the best seat. Like, like who could be the closest one to the prominent Pharisee who had who had invited them, and you know, so like someone's just kind of edging their way over, you know, by this seat over here, you know, so he can, he can just make sure that he's seated right next to like 
the main Pharisee and all that. And Jesus picks up another piece of salary and dips it in the ranch. And he's, he's munching on it. He goes, you know, he says, uh, when you go to a party, you might want to consider not uh, picking the best seat. In fact, when you go to a party, you might just want to pick the lowest seat. That way, if somebody who really is important shows up, they're not going to kick you out of your seat so that that guy can get there. So if you take the lowest seat, you know, they might move you up, but you're never going to get moved down. And you can, you can just feel the tension in the room. Can you imagine the tension in the room as Jesus is saying this at the, at the hoity-toity party? And so I almost picture where we picked up the story. One of the Pharisees wants to change the subject, and he raises his glass and says, Blessed is he who comes to the feast in the kingdom of God. And that's where our story begins. And, 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 and then uh, it goes on to say, Jesus went on to say, actually, in the part that is before this, Jesus says, when, when, you, when you have a party, you might want to consider not just inviting your important friends, but you might want to consider inviting the, the poor and the lame and the blind and he said, because if you do that, you, you know, if you invite, he said, if you invite all your rich friends, they're just going to invite you back to their house, and it'll be like paying you back, you know, so you're always playing that game, they pay you back. But if you invite the poor and all of those folks, they're never going to pay you back. But at the resurrection, at the resurrection, you're going to get more than paid back when you do that for the poor. So that's the context. And so when he says, blessed is he who will eat at the feast of the kingdom of God, Jesus says, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. And at the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come for now, things are not ready. The first thing that I really want you to know is Jesus says, this is really important that you get this this morning, the kingdom of God is like a party. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the kingdom of God. Did you know what the 11th commandment is and should be in the church? We know the Ten Commandments. The 11th commandment should be, thou shalt not bore. Amen? Why in the world would we try to make the greatest thing in the world boring when it's the kingdom of God? And Jesus says, the kingdom of God is like this guy who throws this amazing party. So the kingdom of God is like a party. We're going we're gonna to actually have a party at the end of this series. On September, and by the way, every Sunday is a party. Turn to your neighbor and say, every Sunday is a party. Every Sunday is a party. That's right. At what other church can you come and bring your donuts and coffee in here? Amen. Hallelujah. It's a party. We're going to have a big party on September 16th. We're going to have, I got the menu last night. We're going to have leg quarters. We're going to have pulled pork. We're going to have, this, there's a guy on Magnolia that has a, has a food trailer that he brings out there. It's the best food in town, trust me. Trust, always trust the guy who you can tell likes to eat. Never trust a skinny guy when they talk to you about food. You can trust me. This is some of the best food 
uh, that you've ever eaten. And, uh, and uh, so we're, they're going to be here on September the 16th. On September the 16th, the parking lot's going to be done. It's going to be striped. People are going to come in. There's going to be a blow-up castle for the kids. There's going to be free food. Free food. Hallelujah. Free food. Don't you love that about heaven? Free food. Yeah, there's going to be free food. And uh, it's going to be a great party. And, and, and we're calling it Friend Day. And, and this is, this, this is, you can just practice this three line. Check it out. Just tell your friend, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. We're going to have, on September 16th, we're going to have free food. Check it out. And that's all you got to say. You don't, have to, you don't have to explain the gospel to them. You don't have to explain the four spiritual laws. You don't have to do that. Uh, just say, check it out. Come to the party. That's, that's, that's all that you have to do. That's the invitational approach. The other thing that I learned from this part that we just read is that the church should be getting ready for company. That one of the roles of the church is, is, to, is to do... Here, here's a great... You can write this down. Here's a great definition of excellence. Excellence is doing the best you can with the resources you have. We don't have to be the Crystal Cathedral. We don't have to be First Baptist Church. We don't have to be this. We don't have to be anybody else. But we've got to do the best that we can, amen, with the resources that we have. The, with the resources that we have, we're going to put on the best party that we can because that's excellent. That's why we've invested in the lobby that, to make it more welcoming. That's why we're uh, doing the parking lot so that people can drive their cars on there and not worried about uh, tripping in the parking lot and all of that. Uh, why are we doing that? We're doing that because we're getting ready for company because God wants us to invite people to the banquet. Somebody said amen. amen. We're getting ready for company. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're getting ready for company. How many, know, how many know that when you get ready for company? I talked about this yesterday at the prayer meeting. Thank God we have a closet we can throw stuff in. You know what I mean? When you're getting ready for company, right? When they're coming, we, we, just, we, just, we, just, we just sweep. We, we, we get ready. We, we make everything ready. And, and, and I just want to say about our, our orange team here. Tom, you did a great job talking about small groups today. One of the pillars is the orange team. The orange team here is amazing. We had people here. You know, we had a wonderful praise and worship service. What you don't know is these guys were here at 730 this morning. While you guys were, were still asleep in beds, they were here early this morning. We had uh, video guys here, sound people here early in the morning. Uh, the welcome team gets here before everybody else does. Why do we do that? Why don't we just do it in a sloppy way? We're, we're, we're because, because this is a party. The kingdom of God is a feast, and the feast is for the king's son. Amen? It's for the king's son, and we're going to do the best that we can with the resources that we have. Let's go on in the scripture. But they all alike. See, say amen. I'll, I'll move faster, all right? All right, so, but, but they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I've bought a field. I, I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I bought five yoke of oxen. I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married. I can't come. Here's, here's, what, here's what Jesus is teaching us here. The kingdom of God is a priority. I'm, I'm just going to say that in a culture that has deprioritized the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not a little thing in the corner of your life. The kingdom of God is the main event. 
The kingdom of God is the most important. Did you know that pastors were at one time called parsons? The reason they were called parsons is because they were, it comes from the word person. They were the person in the community. They were usually the most well-educated. They were the person that people looked to in the community when there were things that they needed, all that kind of, now, now you can get a preaching license off the back of a cereal box. You know what I'm saying? We, we've, just, we've just deprioritized the kingdom of God, Amen. They're, 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 and, and so we have, we have big churches in Knoxville, many of them very empty today, and I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying that's where our culture is. We've deprioritized the kingdom of God, and so they said, you know, you know I've, uh, I've got a field. I've got to check out the field this morning. And, uh, and, and no, you don't. That's an excuse. That's not a reason. Oh, you know, I just bought some oxen. I, I bought some cows. I got a milk cow. Did you know that? Did, I, did you know that the reason that traditionally eleven o'clock in the morning was when church was was it was between milking times for farmers. They actually set church times between the milking times for farmers. They, they wanted to make sure that the kingdom of God was a priority. And then the one guy said, "I just got married. I, I can't imagine what he was doing at home." Do you know, Mel, do you know why he couldn't come? I don't really get that one. Someone explain that one to me later, okay? These newlyweds that couldn't come to church. Come on, people. And so, and so the kingdom of God should be a priority, amen? amen? If we're too busy for God, we're too busy. Can I just say, uh, there, is a, there is just like a... a an epidemic of busyness. Our phones are busy. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're, we're just busy. We're busy all that. We, and, and we're distracted. We've got so many, so many things on our mind. There, there's an interesting scripture in Daniel. It's not in your notes. It's not up here. It said, it's talking about the enemy. He'll, he'll speak words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. They're, they're, the enemy's job is to wear us out. Just wear us out. Wear us out so we don't have any time. We don't, we don't have any time for God. We don't have any time. You know, I really would, but I'm just too busy. I'm just, I'm just worn out. I, I, well, Melanie and I have been talking about this a lot lately. We want margins in our life. I really think how we act on Saturday night affects a lot about our Sunday mornings. You can't stay out till 2 o'clock and 3 o'clock in the morning on Saturday night and expect to come on Sunday morning and expect to be uh, worshiping the Lord with all your heart. Amen. There's just some things that you have to prepare for that you have to say, I'm going to make the kingdom of God a priority. And uh, we just finished this 21 days of prayer, which is, I know it's a, it's a, high, uh, it's, it, 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 it's a high bar that we set during that time. But, but this year it was just so well attended and, and it was so powerful. And I really think that God is going to do great things in our church as a result of the fact that, that, that God's people are making him a priority again. Amen. Amen. So the servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still more room. The thing that I want you to I want to say right now is that the banquet is open to all who will come. How dare we make country clubs out of our churches? How dare we make our churches so exclusive 
that people who are poor feel like they can't get in? How dare we act like a little kid can't put his hand on the walls? One of the most beautiful sights in a church is to see a kid's fingerprints on the walls. Amen? We've got to be a church that opens our doors to, 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 to all people. And, and, and I was actually talking to, uh, to Emerald Youth Foundation the other day, and they said that a lot of their clients, which is the underserved in Knoxville, a lot of them are coming now from the north. More and more are coming from the north. They said right around where your church is. More and more people in not, and some people would say, oh, well, then it's time to relocate. We need to go to a nice gated community. We need to go somewhere where, uh, you know, we could have better offerings, if you know what I'm saying. You know, we need to go somewhere where we can appeal uh, to the hoity-toity of Knoxville. Can I just say, I want to be a church where the hoity-toity sits next to the down and outer. Amen. Amen. Mm. That's good preaching. I'm going to write that down. Amen. We've got to be open to all people. Jesus said it this way. When the teachers of the religious laws who were Pharisees saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. And listen to this. I have not come. This is so witty the way he said it. I have not come to call those who think they are righteous but those who know they are sinners. I have not, so, so, so what Jesus is really saying is the hoity-toity aren't so hoity-toity after all. Jesus is saying they think they are. They think they're righteous. They think they've got it all together. The truth is, every one of us in this building need God. And we've got to have our doors open to all. Another thing that this tells us, this is so important. Some of us, we, we're so into target marketing. Well, I know this person wouldn't come. They're too far gone. This, I will invite this person, but I'm not going to invite this person. You know what? God called us to be seed sowers, not soil analyzers, as you're taking notes. He called us to be seed sowers, not soil analyzers. Some of us think we've become experts in the soil. This one's the one that's going to get it. This one's the one that's not. Can I just uh, walk around this audience and just point out something? Uh, Tanner, I don't think he would be likely Christian. No, nope, not right here. Uh, Coy, there's no way in heaven. Uh, he's a, uh, there's no chance for this guy. Definitely not James. Um, if, if I go through and I just analyze the soil, you might be a Christian, but Joel, your husband, he's not. Okay, so you know, you know what I'm saying? If, if, we, if we go analyzing one another, we'll, we'll determine, I'm going to invite this person, but I'm not going to invite this person. I think they'd make a great Christian, but this person, they don't have a chance. Let me just tell you, some of the people that have come to the Lord, I would never have given a chance. And, 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 and the old method of sowing seed was like that. You just cast it out. Some fell on good soil, some you didn't know. You just cast it out. And so, he, and so Ecclesiastes says, Just as you cannot understand the path of the wind or the mystery of a tiny baby growing in its mother's womb, so you cannot understand the activity of God who does all things. Therefore, plant your seed in the morning and keep busy all afternoon, for you don't know if... It will profit from one activity or another. So you just walk through your life saying, check it out, 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 check it out. You know what I'm saying? You, you, just, you just tell everyone, check it out. You don't, you don't know. 
You don't know the one that's going to... When I Uber drive, I tell so many of my riders to check it out. I'm always surprised which ones do. And, and so, and so just, just be a seed sower. And then I'm going to end the story like this. Here's the, here's, the, here's the conclusion. The master told his servant, go out into the roads. Re- remember when we left our story, the room was half empty. The blind and the lame came, and they've been on the main highways. Now he's saying, now, now get, off the, get off the main road, go into the beaten paths, go down the alleys, go, go, go in, the, in, 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 in the side streets, go to the country roads and lanes and compel them to come in. Why? Why? So that, say this with me, so that my house may be full. I'm going to cast a big... Harry, audacious goal for September 16th. No more empty seats. September 16th when we have the party. Let's just have a great party and just ask our friends, family, don't discriminate who you would invite and who wouldn't, who you think, well, if I invite them, they might come this time, but they'll never come again after that. Forget all that. I don't care if they're a potential member or not. Fly him in. I don't care. It's interesting how he says, the first time he says invite him, this time he says compel him. There's another phrase. You're coming with me. <laughs> Do you have some friends that you're good enough friends you can just say, you're coming. You're coming with me this Sunday. You know, the, the, the first time he, they, they just said invited him to come, but this time they said compel, come on, you, you, you really need to come. And, and I'm not asking you to be obnoxious. I'm asking you to be gentle and all those kind of things. But, but we all know. I've got friends. I've already been saying to September 16th, you're coming. Come on, I need you here. You're my buddy. You need to be here this Sunday, okay? I can't tell my congregation to bring their friends, and I'm not going to bring my friends, okay? You've got to come. You've got to make me look good in front of my congregation. I don't care what, what technique I've got to do, okay? I'll do anything, all right? Anything short of sin to win somebody, Amen. Come on, anything short of sin to win somebody, amen? Amen, we've, we've got to, we've, and, and, so, and so God wants a full house, why? He wants a full house. See, this party isn't for us. He wants a party because it's his son he's honoring. It, turn to your neighbor and say, it's not about us not about us it's not about us we're the guests he's the honored one jesus is and we've come to honor him and 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 jesus doesn't want it so that life church can have a a full church god wants the house full because don't you think that his son needs more honor than the tennessee volunteers I'm for the Tennessee Volunteers. Don't get me wrong. I'm not being a fuddy-duddy. I'm excited about football. Boo, Michigan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go Vols. You're married to a Vol. Are you a Vol fan? Oh, what's wrong with you? Anyway. Um, it's, a, it's not about us. It's about his son. By the way, I got to tell you something. I'm going to be gone next week, and this man... Pastor Robert's going to be bringing the word, and you don't want to miss it. 
Tell your friends, check it out. Check it out. It's gonna, he's going to bring the word. I'm going to be gone because, I, you know, you have a duty as a family member to go visit family members, and I need to visit one of my brothers that I haven't seen in a long time. I'm feeling really bad that I haven't seen my brother. He, he happens to live in Hawaii. Um, so I'm going to go visit him, but I want you to feel sorry for me because I'm just going to visit family, okay? Uh, so I'm going to be visiting family next, next Sunday in Hawaii. Hallelujah. The storm is over. Thank God. Uh, but, but Robert's going to be ringing the word uh, next week. And I, I, I told that right there because I'm going to tell you a story about Hawaii. There's a, there's a, a preacher named Tony Campolo, and he's a famous uh, speaker. And he was, uh, had a speaking engagement in Hawaii. And so he flew to Hawaii uh, for this speaking engagement. And while he was in Hawaii, he woke up at uh, 2.30 in the morning and couldn't sleep anymore because he had jet lag. So he got out of his hotel and went down to the corner um, coffee shop that was open. And uh, he's just talking to George, the, uh, the guy that runs the place. And uh, they're having a conversation, and uh, some of the local prostitutes walked in. Uh, and the, the local prostitutes walked in, and they were having a conversation. And one of them said, tomorrow's my birthday. And one of the other prostitutes said, so what? Tomorrow's your birthday. Big deal. It's your birthday. What do you want us to do, throw you a birthday party? She said, no, I just thought I'd mention it. Tomorrow's my birthday. And that was it. Pretty soon, the, the prostitutes made their way out, and Tony Campolo said to George, do those ladies come here often? He said, they're like clockwork. They're here at 3 o'clock in the morning, every morning, for coffee. And uh, Tony Campolo said, what do you say? We throw them a birthday party. And George thought to himself, you know, that'd be pretty cool. And Tony said, I'll get the cake if you'll provide the coffee and we'll have a party here tomorrow morning. And, 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 uh, and uh, the, the, the owner knew the lady and he said her name is Agnes. So Tony had posters made up, happy birthday, Agnes. They had it put up, on the, they had it put up in the uh, coffee shop. And uh, so they, he, he gets there early the next day and, uh, and, and, and they got the word out on the street and let the other prostitutes know that there was going to be a party for Agnes. And so the whole place just filled early the next morning with uh, the ladies of the night. And uh, uh, when Agnes walked in, Tony Campolo said, Happy birthday! Surprise! And they started singing, Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, dear Agnes! Happy birthday to you! Yay! And they brought out a cake with candles on it. And, uh, and, and, and Agnes now is crying. Agnes is crying. And they, and they go to cut the cake. And Agnes said, No, 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 please. Please, do you mind if, do you mind if we not cut the cake? Do you mind if we not the cake, cut the cake? She said, I've never had a birthday cake. And my daughter's at home. I'd like to share this birthday cake with her. Do you mind? And, and they said, no, we don't mind at all. And so Agnes, with tears flowing down her face, took the cake, walked out down the street to her house with that cake, and the whole restaurant was in 
stunned silence. Tony Campolo said, I didn't know what to do. So he said, I just said what I always say, let's pray. <laughs> and so Tony Campolo prayed, and he prayed for Agnes, and he prayed that she would find real hope and meaning in life and that God would turn her life around and give her a, a good life. And he said, amen. And uh, when he did... Um, the, the restaurant owner looked at Tony and said, I didn't know you were a preacher. He said, what kind of church do you go to? And Tony Campolo said, in a, word, in, a, in, a, in a moment when the Spirit gave the utterance, I said, I go to a church that gives birthday parties to prostitutes at 3 o'clock in the morning. Amen. And he said back, no, you don't. Because if there were ever a church like that, I would go to that church. I would go to that church. Jesus, in a hoity-toity gathering, looked around and basically said, the kingdom of God is like a party. It's like a birthday party that gives parties to prostitutes at 3 o'clock in the morning. I want to be a church like that. I want to be a church like that. Amen? I want to be a church like that. Amen. Amen. Come early, not so that you can get the reserve parking, so you can park in the back and let our guests park close to the front. Amen? You, you know, there, there are those church games special pastor and first lady, first lady parking for my first lady, Melania. <laughs> Think about it, Melania, huh? He's got Melania, I got Melanie, that's all I'm saying. Let's outserve one another. Let's just be competitive about I'm told the Chinese, like when you, when you try to do a toast with Chinese, they always try to make their glass go lower because the lower one is the serving one. Let's be like that. Let's be the ones that we're putting our glass lower because I'm here, I'm here to serve you. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm not the senior pastor. I'm the, I'm the head slave. You know what I'm saying? I'm, the, I'm, I'm serving around here. Amen? Here to serve. Amen? Amen. I want to... I wanna, go to the Lord in prayer right now, and I just want to invite anybody here hmm, to the banquet, because Jesus is, in fact, the Bible says that when any sinner comes to repentance, there is a party in heaven, and all the angels rejoice over, over one person that gives their lives to Jesus. I want us all to close our eyes and bow our heads right now, and in this moment right now, I'm going to ask us, if you today would like to make a decision to say, I want, I want to be in his kingdom. This is the life that I'm looking for. I admit that I'm a sinner and I need Jesus' help and I receive his free gift of salvation today that he's already taken care of and already paid for. I'm not going to embarrass you, ask you to come forward or do anything like that. But if you want to make that commitment today, would you raise your hand in this house right now? Could you just raise your hand in this building? 
say that's me. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Amen. Amen. And then I just wanna, I just wanna ask the rest of us. Do you just wanna recommit yourself to being that kind of church, a church that serves one another, a church that that says we want this house to be full, not for our own sakes, but because there's a party in honor of God's Son that we want to be a part of. If that's us today, would you just raise your hands all over this building? Amen. Amen. Let's all stand right now. And we're going to sing the song that we taught this morning. Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. And as we sing that this morning, we have communion available. If, you, if you're not used to taking communion, we don't, you don't, you're not required to be a member of our church. It means that we are, we are receiving Jesus' free gift of what he's done for us. And the, the bread represents his body and the juice represents his blood. And when we take that communion this morning, we're remembering him. So as we sing this song, sing, oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Anytime you want to during this song, we just invite you.